0: Here we are, locked on NFL, alongside the scout, as always, Mr. Matt Williamson. I am Brian Peacock. We are taking you around the league daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the number one daily sports podcast network. And this Friday episode, as has been throughout the regular season, we will be making our picks for the rest of the week 10 games. And we will break down Thursday night football, Chargers. And Raiders, you can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can find Matt at WilliamsonNFL. And if you haven't checked out the other shows this week, we had a nice conversation with Ross Tucker yesterday. Uh, It's a fun week. We've had a lot of stuff to get into. And Matt, Thursday night football, this might be another Peacock apology. I think I've picked the Raiders to lose on all five of their wins so far this season.
1: I may have picked him to lose every week. I mean, it just feels like that. And I'm very impressed with Gruden. I think Carr and Gruden have a nice symbiotic relationship going on right now. Um, efficiency, big power O line. And I thought Hudson and uh, the right tackle, Brown, I thought I didn't think he was going to play. Um, but boy, they are mashing people. Josh Jacobs is going to win Rookie of the Year. And there were some penalties, and it wasn't always the prettiest game. But the biggest takeaway I got from this that I would be most encouraging to me if I were the Raiders was first-round pick Cleland Farrell and Max yep. Crosby, a guy I liked a lot, are tearing it up. And I understand the Chargers' tackles aren't very good, and a Coon went out. But these two have been getting better and better all year. They may have a pass rush there now.
0: It's a very simple philosophy right now for Mike Mayock and John Gruden, how they're building that Raiders team. And it all starts up front and they won the line of scrimmage handily in that game. And that was, that was really what won the game. That was, that was the story of all of it. We do need to talk a little bit about uh, Phillip Rivers, I think. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but two and a half sacks, was it for Cleveland Farrell? And Max Crosby was everywhere. Rivers sacked five times, I think. Maybe it was even six times that he was sacked and, Man, the the defensive line, the offensive line for the Raiders is huge, and they had their way, and that that was it. Uh, There was a few bright spots for the Chargers in that game, and it was close. It wasn't a blowout win by the Raiders, but a pair of early interceptions put the Chargers in a hole that enabled the Raiders to just come after Phillip Rivers uh, pretty much for most of that game, even though the Bolts dug their way out of that early hole and made it a pretty good game there. Rivers sacked five times, as I mentioned, but Rivers just overall, I want to get your opinion on Rivers because I came away, obviously it was a tough game for him and he was pressured a ton, but he just, man, he's, he might be done. He might be pretty washed up at this point. He doesn't, he can't get a lot on the ball. He couldn't step into stuff. He was getting hit a ton and I love his effort and I love him just standing in there and he was, I mean, he was, he was game for it. He was going after it. He was competing till the very last snap But I think he was like over eight on the last a drive, even though he got a free B, a free first down there, trying to complete some passes, just off target by a lot. And just the way he's chicken winging that ball out of there, he's always had an odd delivery, but it's looking worse and worse and just could not get anything on the football. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would, if I'm the Chargers, I mean, I don't know if I'd even try to go into next year thinking that Rivers was going to take you somewhere again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty extreme. I mean, because he, was great just a week ago, but I hear you. I mean, short week on the road. Um, he weathered. He really wore down last year. He's taken such a beating. I mean, behind bad offensive lines, always stands in there. I like the chicken winging. I mean, I think that's a good way of, of, <laughs> of, of you know really visualizing the way he's throwing the football now with no mustard on it at all. I mean, at a minimum. It's time to use an early pick on a quarterback,
0: and it might be a little bit unfair overreaction, as you mentioned. Short week, division rival teams know each other pretty well at this point, and wouldn't hurt to give him some linemen too, right? And the pressure he faced—it's <laughs> hard for anybody, and, and and I love the way he faced it, and he was competing, and that's always been Philip Rivers' thing—is compete, compete. So uh, I love him for that, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely if not. At the very end, it is close to the very end for Phillip Rivers, and it's rough to see some of those games like that. Melvin Gordon, though, 108 yards and a touchdown on the ground. You mentioned Josh Jacobs, the go-ahead touchdown run there in the fourth quarter. He had 100 total yards, 71 on the ground, and I think a very easy choice for Offensive Rookie of the Year at this point.
1: Yeah, he looks really, really good. Um, Still developing as a receiver, but has those skills. That line helps a lot. Uh, they, They featured Incognito a little last night, and I think it's, You know, he's easy just to kind of brush away and say he's a bad guy. He bullies people. But, you know, they brought him in there to mentor uh, Colton Miller, who's next to him, very talented first-round pick from a year ago. All those guys are growing together. They bring attitude. And
0: this game, a little bit of toughness isn't a bad thing. When previewing this game, we talked a lot about the Chargers and how their path to the playoffs could potentially happen and they would need to make a run. You can nearly close the book on that at this point at four and six. Uh, Maybe some coaching question marks there as well for the Chargers. But you have to start talking about the Oakland Raiders very seriously. Five and four now. Next up for Oakland, Bengals and Jets. Very real possibility the Raiders are sitting at four or at seven and four in a couple weeks with five to play and putting themselves in a very good spot for a wild card and who knows what's going on with the Chiefs if they get Mahomes back maybe even push a little bit for that AFC West.
1: Yeah, I definitely took them too lightly. I owe an apology to the Raiders as well. I mean, I think we didn't even mention they endured an insane road trip, so that's going to start paying off too and uh you know, these next two games look very favorable. I mean, I got to think the more I think about it that I like the Raiders' chance of going to go to the playoffs more than I do. Indy, Pittsburgh, maybe even Buffalo. I mean, if those guys all played a round-robin tournament, I'm not so sure if the Raiders wouldn't win it.
0: And it might be a team with nine wins sneaking in the playoffs there in the AFC. I don't think it's going to be the case in the NFC. Uh, we do have to make some picks here. Um, there's one more story here. I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that Thursday Night Football game, but there is one story nah. I want to get to before we make our picks. And Ian Rappaport uh, reported that NFL Network analysts and Hall of Famer Deion Sanders has emerged as a candidate for the Florida State head coaching job. Sources tell me, and Mike Garofalo, a fascinating situation could unfold. That seems like just a a terrible idea and a terrible hire, as much as Deion Sanders uh, has a personality, maybe could help in recruiting. Do you think he wants to go from analyst to putting the time it would take on to, uh, the time it would take to to build uh, an entire program and keep a program going at Florida State and be head coach
1: my initial thoughts I uh, guys I for those that are new listeners we have a lot of new listeners I, I basically spent four years with college teams but I was mostly in recruiting that time so I my initial thoughts were like you said this is a horrible idea but then I went <laughs> boy I bet he could recruit like crazy you know like who's not going to want to play for prime time And to me, but the thing is, you can't lie to people. Like, if he's to do this, and again, this seems a little far-fetched, this seems a little pie-in-the-sky, he needs to come out and say, Joe Blow's really going to coach the team. He's going to be the coach. I'm the CEO, and I think Bowden basically did that at at Florida State, too, that he delegated a lot of it. Don't quote me on that. But, hey, I've got this nice office. I'm going to put in 50 hours a week. My coordinators are going to put in a hundred hours a week. I'm going to be on the road talking to recruits a lot and boosters and those type of things. I'm I'm not even going to be the guy calling timeouts on game day. You know what I mean? Like right. I might not even have a headset on. Like Paterno's last couple of years, he didn't have a headset
0: <laughs> on on game day. A true head coach, yeah. Just that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. All right, <laughs> right. let's get to some yeah. week ten picks.
1: Now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with our buddies at MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be gigantic. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back in the game. Here's the best part. If you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in 1,000, they'll give you a 1,000. That's double your initial deposit, and you can use it on all your favorite picks. Use our promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: Let's go to the NFC North. We've got the Lions at three, four, and one. They're coming in on the road to the Chicago Bears at three and five. And this is for the seller in the NFC North right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know the weather report, but it just seems like in Chicago this time of year, I always think of a slow track. The Lions don't run the ball at all. I do think the Bears are finding something in Montgomery. They definitely have the better defense. I love how Stafford's playing, but he's been on the injury report this week. This looks like 17-16, and I don't know who wins. I guess I'll take the Lions.
0: Yeah, the the Bears are favored here by two and a half. It's hard for me to take the Lions on the road mm-hmm. in this. Um, so I think Chicago can win by a field goal. Don't have a lot of confidence in these teams right now. I've done my apology with the Lions, and then they came back and burnt me again. So I'm waiting for the Raiders to do the same thing as soon as you start to believe in these teams, and then they fall off a cliff. The Lions even selling some pieces, and they lost their running back. And so I, I just don't have a ton of confidence. I have more confidence... In the Lions, than the Bears, but I'll give the Bears three points for playing at home. So two and a half points makes me want to uh, put my money on the Bears on that one. And it's not going to be crazy cold yet there in Chicago. It looks like it's cloudy, 44 degrees.
1: OK, well, that's helpful, especially for the Lions passing game. Feel a little better about picking Detroit, but I don't expect a real clean game.
0: Let's move on to the Ravens at Bengals. and 8 Bengals. They're at home. Can they... Do the impossible knock off Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming off that big win against the Patriots?
1: I can see a little letdown from Baltimore. I mean, I really feel like Sunday night was a Super Bowl scenario for them, playoff scenario for them, and it's pretty easy to take the Bengals lightly, who you know really well. But guess what Cincinnati's not good at? Well, they're not good at a lot of things. But <laughs> How much time do we have? They're, we not, have they're not good at defending the tight end, and they're not good at stopping the run. That seems like a problem against Baltimore to me. I mean, I think the Ravens win it, but I don't think they win it twenty eight nothing. I I could see them controlling the game, winning this game by ten or so. Lamar puts up a lot of yards on the ground. Ingram has a nice day, but they don't have to do a whole lot.
0: Yeah, Ravens favored by ten and a half on the road. That seems about okay. right. We've got the Buffalo. I'd probably take the points you take the points on that one we've got the Buffalo yeah. Bills traveling to the Cleveland Browns the Browns having all kinds of problems this year at two and six they're at home to take on the six and two Bills and the Browns at home favored by three here I like the road the road dogs in uh in Buffalo on this one
1: yeah someone mentioned to me yesterday that Cleveland at two and six I think that's what he said is a three-point favorite versus six and two Bills and do I think the Bills are playing like a 6 and 2 team? No. Hmm. But what's Vegas know that we don't in this one? That, that one like just jumps out at me is like put bet the whole mortgage on Buffalo, which means you'll probably lose. You, know, you right. know what I mean? Like there's something going on there. I do think I've been really hard on the Browns, but they've faced a pretty tough schedule and I think they're probably better than they've shown especially on offense. But the Bills rush the passer well, they play good defense. I think this is another 17-16 one. I'll take the Bills.
0: This is tough because you would think I mean I would have expected to see this game and think that it would be a line where it was at least pretty even or even the Bills favored and you think okay a home dog I like it let's you know a lot of talent yeah. in Cleveland let's let's go that way. The other thing with this is the Bills are 3 and 0 on the road and the Browns are 0 and 3 at home.
1: Yeah, I, I meant to mention that too. I knew that and that's Mind-boggling. Like, what am I missing here? Vegas knows more than me. I know that much, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know what I don't know here.
0: Yeah, that one's a head scratcher. Um, yeah, we've got this. The Kansas City Chiefs, six and three. Patrick Mahomes. I don't think they're going to allow him to play, even though he's practicing right now. That's something that you have to monitor I going thought he in. He was
1: going to give it a shot.
0: I, I, I think he wants to. Andy Reid. The sure last I heard it. from him, he sounded non-committal, and I think the re-injury factor is the thing that they are really worried about there mm-hmm. in Kansas City, yeah. as they should be. They're on the road to face the four and five Titans. The fact that there's a line already for this game makes me think that the bookies know whether or not it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on the road favored by six. So do you
1: think if they knew Mahomes was playing, they're favored by 10-ish?
0: I think they feel like there's enough practice reports that Mahomes is practicing, which usually means players play so I think they have it factored in the Mahomes will play here that's that's oh okay okay yeah
1: so if it's Matt Moore you think it's close you know it's like Chiefs by two or something like that right okay whoo this was a hard one to pick so I'm gonna pick it both ways I think the Titans keep this really close if Moore's the quarterback and that's not necessarily a knock on him they, they defend the tight end really well. I think they'll be able to run on the Chiefs, keep, you know, shorten the game, um, keep things in front of them. Maybe Tyreek Hill doesn't break free, and I think they could pull off the upset. If Mahomes comes back, I'm taking the Chiefs for sure, but I also worry that he may, I hate the term rusty, but you know, hasn't played a lot. He may throw one or two to the other team that he wouldn't have if he was on top of his game. So I would not bet on this game no matter what, but I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee just as being a difficult team to play against.
0: I feel exactly the same way if Matt Moore plays. It will be close enough to where I would take those points and Tennessee at home, but if, if Mahomes is playing, I think you throw it out, and it's hard to, to bet on that because you don't know which way it's going to go and how he's going to look, but you've got yeah. to really pick uh, Kansas City straight up if Mahomes is playing for sure, and maybe even if, yeah. if Moore is playing, because Moore has played pretty darn well there uh, when he's been he a quarterback.
1: Yes, I, I, I would avoid that, but I wish I knew a little bit better as we record here noon Eastern on Friday.
0: Let's go to New Orleans. The Saints at home at 7-1, and one, and they are welcoming the 1-7 and seven Falcons. This one's pretty easy. The question is, how many points? The bookies have it. Uh, Saints favored 13-1 at home.
1: Yeah, Falcons coming off a bye. It looks like Matt Ryan's going to play. They throw the ball well. They defend the run well. They're a very bad team. But this is a huge rivalry game. I mean, these teams, this one gets pushed under the rug a little bit as one of the bigger rivalries in the league. These teams and franchises and cities don't like each other. Kamara's coming off an injury. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints to win. But my hunch is Matty Ryan and Julio and Ridley have... Maybe one of their better performances of the year, and keep this thing a little bit closer than you
0: think. And the Falcons, while they have lost quite a few games, they they've been pretty close in some of their losses too. So it's not like they. I wouldn't put the Falcons in the same situation of you know how bad they're playing and how bad of a team they are. I wouldn't put them with the Jets and Washington Miami, and you yeah, know, the right. Bengals and stuff like that. And they have a quarterback. Those division games too. You can't. Right. Like, sometimes it's just you got to throw everything out, and they're tight, and they're tough, and they they play each other tough, and they know each other so well. And both these coaches have coached these teams for a long time now. And so 13.5 points seems high. It's tough to throw money at that, but you've got to go for the Saints at home, obviously, if you're talking straight up here.
1: Yeah, but that kind of number, I might take the points. I think I would take the points.
0: Yeah, I think – I think I would I would do that as well. That, that's the way I would lean with that one. Uh, the New York Jets and the New York Giants getting together. This is a Jets home game. Technically, uh, the two and seven Giants at one and seven Jets.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I uh, check my Twitter timeline. I, I just wrote an article for a site, Big Blue View. They're the, the sports nation, um, SB Nation uh, Giants site, because they asked me can you break down these two organizations? Like, who would you rather be a fan of? What organization's in better shape? And I gave the edge to the Giants, and pretty decisively, although I like Darnold more than I like Jones, big picture. I wish Darnold was with the Giants and it was flipped, and I think it would be a lot better shape. But I'm talking ownership, coaching, GM, cap situation, every position. And I think the Giants – own them in this game obviously it's not a home field advantage it's at the Jets but that doesn't really matter in this one I think Saquon goes off I think that the Giants are just in a much better place right now
0: I agree about the Giants being in a better place and if you were a fan of the Giants that means you'd been a fan of them and maybe got to see them hoist a Lombardi which you did not get to see with the Jets recently so uh, that's another factor there um I, why yeah, did I, I talk- mentioned
1: that I mentioned like they have some history and right they have some things that you You know, hang your hat on, a little bit of a
0: culture, you know. Jets really don't. Yeah, the Jets do not right now. Um, And by the way, the Giants favored by three. I think that feels about right. Um, While you were talking, I was thinking, okay, would you trade the last two first rounds between – not necessarily between the Giants and the Jets, but if you're the Giants, and and I think I'm with you. Could have taken Darnold. You could have taken Darnold, but you would have missed out on Saquon. Would you trade Saquon and Daniel Jones for – Sam Darnold and whoever would have been the pick this year, then, because you've already drafted your quarterback, someone like Josh Allen.
1: Maybe. See, I didn't kill the Giants for taking Barkley, even though I was a Darnold fan, because I liked, I, I always talk about the Nest. And I thought that a rookie quarterback coming the year after Barkley did pays off a lot for the quarterback. You know what I mean? And I maybe would have made that deal. Very recently, but I'm and I just said how much I like Darnold, but there's a little recency bias of how bad he's played the last two weeks. So if it had been right after the Dallas game, I probably would have been like, Yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I would rather have Darnold and player to be named later, you know, Quentin Williams or whomever against Barkley and Jones. But right this second, I'm kind of on the fence, although I would still much rather have Jones or uh, Barkley than Jones, or not, I'm sorry. Darnold than Jones.
0: I would have slam dunk taken that deal for the Giants up until, you know, the first quarter of this season, seeing the definitely recency bias there. Daniel Jones looking like he's a lot better than you and I both thought he was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you got to chalk one up to the Giants there and Sam Darnold sort of faltering more recently and having some injuries and so that makes it uh that makes me think I would I would lean toward the Giants side of things but by the way if Josh Allen would have been the pick and that was one of the players that was rumored to be that the Giants were trying to trade back up for after they had drafted Daniel Jones this year and the Jaguars weren't biting on that he's tied with Nick Bosa for uh, the rookie lead in sacks with 7 so he is doing some things over there in Jacksonville He's
1: been really good. Yeah, he's been really really good. That hasn't been reported
0: enough but he's been great. All right, we've got some more picks to get to. Let's hit the rest of this week 10 schedule. Long day at work? Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Cardinals at Buccaneers. Three, five, and one cards. They're on the road in Tampa traveling across the country to face the two and six Bucks. Bucks favored by five here.
1: I expect points galore. Uh, I think both these offenses throw. It's a very fast-paced game. Evans, Godwin, David Johnson, Kirk, all those guys put up a lot of fantasy points for you. I don't know that I'd give you five and a half, but I do like the Bucks to win it. I just think they're a little further along in their development.
0: I like that the Buccaneers finally named Ronald Jones the pure starter at running yeah. back there. Start your fantasy players in this game, Cardinals at Buccaneers. Uh, that's tough trip across the country. I like the Bucks in this one. Five points is a lot because the Cardinals have played everybody pretty tough, and yeah. but I think they can. You know, I think the Buccaneers. I, w- I would go Buccaneers and even give away five points at this point, just because of the, the cross country trip for the Cards.
1: Well, I, I can understand
0: that. I do expect a lot of points. Fun game. The one and seven Dolphins are on the road at Indy. Five and three Colts. The Colts favored by eleven in this one and. Jacoby Preset is limited in practice it looks like they dodged a bullet there and and that was not a significant injury and I bet he's going to go
1: yeah I think he will too but no T.Y. Hilton no Paris Campbell Um, the Colts against good teams bad teams are always in close games it's not their style to blow people out I think the Dolphins are playing better and that's not smoke and mirrors I'm not saying Miami's going to win this game, but of all the bets I've heard, you give me 10 and a half. I think I'm taking that.
0: Speaking of fantasy football, nobody wants to hear about my fantasy football team, but uh, in all of my leagues, the guy I targeted the most at quarterback was Deshaun Watson. He's on a week 10 bye, so I had picked up Jacoby Brissett in a lot of places, and I was feeling really good about that. And then of course, just before the week 10, he comes down with that knee injury. So I was <laughs> scrambling and I, and I actually in all those leagues picked up, um, Philip Riverson didn't get a ton of points there with those three interceptions. So that was a bit of a bummer, especially if Brissett now plays in that great matchup against the Colts. But I had to make a Thursday night decision there with Rivers, unfortunately.
1: Uh, that's the, the perils of fantasy football. Uh, yeah, and
0: I'm sure a lot of people out there are feeling me if they got the Deshaun Watson bye week going on right now. And there's a lot of buys actually six teams on by the Broncos, Patriots, Eagles, Redskins, Jaguars and Texans are all on a bye right now. Uh, let's go to Green Bay. The Packers coming off a rough one getting beat by those Los Angeles chargers that we've talked a lot about this week. And they are hosting the five and three Carolina Panthers.
1: Yeah. The rest of the slate here is pretty darn good. And these could be two playoff teams. I think both these teams can really be run on. And I expect huge days from Aaron Jones and McCaffrey, which isn't exactly going out on a weak limb in green Bay. I'll take the Packers, but boy, their protection was problematic last week, and Carolina rushes the passer well. I think this is a very tight game. I'll take the Packers at home, but I would take the Panthers if it was in Carolina.
0: Over under on rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey, 119, because right now 119 yards would put Christian McCaffrey at Week 10 at 1,000 yards rushing on the season. Wow.
1: Wow. I heard the other day that he is on pace to have the most fantasy points ever, ever, ever.
0: Ever. (laughs) Matt, just, it's crazy, yeah. And um, love me some Christian McCaffrey. I like a lot (laughs) of what I've seen from the Panthers. If you can pressure Kyle Allen, uh, we've seen that that's what's really going to uh, be the factor there. I like Green Bay at home here. I don't like the five and a half points. I don't know that I'm so confident in Green Bay that I would bet on that game, but obviously Packers at home, I think five is, is a pretty good line there for that one.
1: Yeah, I'll take the five, though. I I think McCaffrey's going to run wild.
0: Mm -hmm. The Rams, five and three Rams. They are on the road at your four and four Steelers. I like what the Steelers got going on on defense. I love the Mika bump that that defense has seen. Um, The jury, obviously, is still out with Mason Rudolph. And who are the Rams right now?
1: Yeah, I've had a real tough time all week figuring out who I'm going to pick in this one. I don't know where the points come from for Pittsburgh. This will be Aaron Donald's first game back at home. He grew up here, went, you know, went to high school, went to high school and college here. I bet he is a handful and to say the least, I think Jalen Ramsey basically shuts out Juju and probably won't follow him to the slot, but still, um, I, no Connor, but I'm not a Jared Goff. His splits home versus road are very drastic. And his splits clean versus pressure are very drastic. And I think he's, I know he's gonna be on the road, and I think he's gonna be under a lot of pressure. But they're coming off a bye. Maybe Gurley's a little fresher than he usually is. I'm gonna take the Rams, but I don't think there's as many points here as people might expect.
0: I like this home dog situation. The Rams favored by three and a half. I think the, I think the Steelers can, can keep this one close. So, i the three and a half. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it was that number. Yeah. And I like the Steelers at home. I like the way they're playing right now. I think they can play their brand of football and give Jared Goff, as you mentioned, who's not great on the road, some trouble. And this isn't that same Rams team. And here's what's amazing. If the Steelers beat the Rams, both teams would be five and four. Imagine thinking that the Rams and Steelers would have the same record at around week two or three when the Steelers yeah. were reeling and had lost Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Yeah. I mean, at one point, the Rams were three and oh, coming off a Super Bowl loss. The Steelers were oh and three and lost their Hall of Fame quarterback, and now they're kind of on the same plane. Although, I do think in a vacuum, the Rams are the better team.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, I do. But I like that home situation for the Steelers against the Rams this week, and uh, yeah, I like that home dog situation for the Steelers. Let's go to the Sunday night game. The Vikings at Cowboys, 6-3 and three Vikings, 5-3 and three Cowboys. Did we see the real Cowboys last week? Is that the team? And I meant to ask Ross Tucker this because he was on the sideline at Monday Night Football watching the Cowboys. And there's been a lot of talk from Cowboys fans I've talked to that talked about how Jason Garrett meddled it with uh, with the offense in those weeks that the Cowboys looked bad, New Orleans and uh, the New York Jets games specifically. I mean, Jason Garrett didn't give up four touchdown passes to Sam Darnold, but maybe you know him, you know maybe them figuring that out. You got Amari Cooper back. Is that the Cowboys team we've seen that's going to be able to roll now in the NFC East? I
1: think home field advantage is large. The Vikings' corners have been very problematic. I don't like that. But I think these teams are extremely similar, and they don't have massive weaknesses. Their balance, balance is the word I would use here. They both throw the ball well. They both run the ball very well. I think Dallas is a little better at it on offense. And It's in their building, and and this could be the game that the Vikings' protection is just so-so. No feeling. I think it'll be a lot of attention on Diggs. So I like the Cowboys in this one by a touchdown or so.
0: I like the Cowboys in this one, and I would give away those three points at home for Dallas, but I feel like Dallas has been the reverse of what the Raiders have been this season. When I pick the Cowboys, they lose. When I pick against the Raiders, they win, so... If you're listening out there, you should probably pick the Vikings if I'm picking the Cowboys. (laughs) Monday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks at 7-2. They will be at Levi's Stadium to face the only unbeaten left in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah, I know no one cares about my or your fantasy team, but I I have George Kittle, and I have a feeling he's going to be game-time decision, and my choice is should I – Start Gasecki, which isn't real exciting, or wait until game time and hope Kittle plays, because I feel a lot better about the Niners if Kittle's playing, that's for sure. I don't like this Seahawks defense very much. I hate, hate betting against Russell Wilson, but I
0: think the Niners really control this game. I would pay attention during the weekend, but my guess is George Kittle will not practice all week until the last practice. He'll have a limited session and then he's going to play. That's what I think is going to happen with George Kittle. So I would hold out as long as possible and keep George Kittle in your fantasy lineup. But um, there is definitely an opportunity for him to not play as well. And I'm with you. I like the 49ers. I was actually surprised, though. The line opened at 6.5 this week. It's already fallen a little bit to six points. I just thought that was a lot for a 49ers-Seahawks game with a 7-2 and team being favored by nearly a touchdown or the 49ers being favored by a touchdown over a 7-2 and two team, as good as the 49ers are. That that line didn't make sense to me. If you're going to bet on the 49ers, wait until early Monday. I think that might drop another half a point.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I still would give you the points. Again, I would hate putting money against Russell Wilson right now, and I, I know the, Seahawks or the, the Niners secondary has played really well, but I still give that advantage to Metcalf and Lockett and Wilson Um. still, I think Wilson's going to be under a lot of duress, and I don't like Seattle's defense. So I think another big Tevin Coleman game. I'll give you the points.
0: I think we know how the 49ers offense versus Seattle's defense is going to go. The question is, can the 49ers corral Russell Wilson, who's given them fits for years since he showed up in Seattle? Uh, It's a different pass rush than than Russell Wilson is used to seeing. And Mm -hmm. another note, this is the first ever start for Jimmy Garoppolo against the Seahawks huh that's surprising very surprising yeah because he came in late he the first time he made an appearance for the 49ers in 2017 it was in the middle or the very end of a Seahawks game and then last year he got hurt before the 49ers played the Seahawks so this is his first ever matchup against the Seahawks which is kind of hard to believe
1: yeah they're not a
0: super hard team to play against though and it's in his building but that is interesting and he knows that defense he's practiced against true the Robert Sala cover three defense in. so I, I like this one for the 49ers i like this one for garoppolo the pass rush and jimmy garoppolo something the seahawks have not seen yet from these 49ers yeah I, I i would give the points i think san francisco controls this game all right out of time here those are all the games in week 10 matt good stuff and i'm excited to watch these and we will break them all down for you monday right here locked on nfl